Hey Solomon, this is J. Rosemary. Are you tired of feeling overwhelmed and alone? I know when my children were younger, there was a lot of times I felt alone. That's why I started Solomon's Talk, this podcast. But you're not alone. You don't have to parent alone. And I, I keep repeating it because it's something that it seems we are convinced that we are alone. But reach out to me. I'm here for you. I can talk you through anything that's going through your mind. Because believe me, I've gone through some stuff. You can tell from listening to these podcasts that I empathize with you. And I understand and can connect with what's happening with you. So click the link below and book a one-on-one with me. We could just chat. Uh, No obligation, no... um, no commitment, just chat. And so don't parent alone. Click the link below and book a, book a chat with me. And no obligation, confidential and safe place to talk about you. If you're overwhelmed with the feeling of being alone in your struggles, and sometimes all you need is just some guidance or a listening ear, I know how that is. I've been there and I want you to know that I'm there for you. Schedule a one-on-one session with me. If we're a good fit, I can work with you to set some goals so you can achieve the joy-filled life you desire. So click the link below and schedule a confidential chat with me today. Solomon's Talk was designed to curate the stories of solo moms globally. As a facilitator of this platform, I aim to create a peaceful environment where you can share your heart, feel loved, and get the advice you need. So if this sounds like you, why not RSVP for our next virtual meetup? The link is below. It's where you can retreat from the chaos of your life so you can recharge, connect with other moms, and get answers to your burning questions. Remember, you're not alone and you don't have to parent in silence. Today's interview is with Suzanne Falter, who lost her 22-year-old daughter to a heart condition. Through her grief, Suzanne realized that she had neglected to care for herself. So she decided to start practicing better self-care. She now helps overworked women live happier lives by taking care of themselves. Welcome, Suzanne. Could you tell us who you are? Yes, yes, I'm happy to. My name is Suzanne Falter, and I am a podcaster and writer and speaker on the subject of self-care for extremely busy women. Mm. Okay. A lot of a lot of my women who follow my work, in fact, are solo moms. And I got into this because I'm a mother. And in 2012, I had a series of serious losses, including the death of sudden death of my daughter, Teal, who was 22 at the time. Mm. And you wouldn't think that would lead you to self-care, but it led me to self-care because I was a workaholic. Mm. and had just left a career I was completely burned out by that did not make me happy, although it was profitable. And for the next two years, I didn't work. Now, I want to say that Teal died because she had a medically unexplainable cardiac arrest. And she wanted to be a healer, 
And I really feel that my work now is to carry on some sort of healing work in the world that might have been what she resonated with. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, she, she left behind a notebook. She was a big meditator. uh, And she left behind this notebook in which she'd written down all these little phrases she'd received in her meditations. And these phrases were very much about caring for yourself and believing in yourself and listening to your body and slowing down and becoming present and learning how to just be Mm -hmm. all of which are fundamental aspects of real self-care mm-hmm. yeah wow thank you for sharing that wow mm-hmm. i can't imagine i really can't yeah. Yes. yeah all right so you're a mother who discovered self-care because of you know tragedy because deal with death differently and i think you obviously you know you're open to bettering yourself and mm-hmm. and that had to have helped you heal from losing your daughter, I'm sure. So how how did you, like, what was life like before you actually implemented this self-care? Routine, <laughs> if you want to call it. It was dramatically different. It was okay. dramatically different. I mean, right up until the day of her collapse, I was running a very big coaching business. I was working 10 to 12 hours a day, mm-hmm. six days a week. I expected my staff to just jump through hoops for me at the drop of a thought. You know, I worked on the weekends. I had no boundaries around myself and others, myself and myself. You know, mm-hmm. I couldn't mm-hmm. say you have to stop working now. I was also in a very toxic relationship with someone who was really manipulating me, who was a borderline narcissist. Mm. And I was living, I had been living in San Francisco and kind of reinventing my life after leaving my marriage for a few years and uh, moved to move in with the person I was in a relationship with. And that relationship completely ended within a few months. So suddenly I had no place to live. So suddenly I had no business no place to live. I was kind of wandering around, not sure what to do next. And then my daughter died and Mm. she had come out to San Francisco with me. So she was my only local link. I didn't even have a lot of friends. I'd only lived in the area for a year and a half and Mm. um, really hadn't found much of a foundation yet. So I was forced to really reinvent everything, which was a huge blessing because my life had been very much off balance, out of kilter, tilted the wrong direction. And I realized, the first thing I realized after Teal's death was that I had nothing, nothing to keep me strong and stable. So I had to quickly put things in place while grieving a shocking death. I mean, one... I went to dinner with her two hours before she collapsed. I mean, it was completely, completely out of the blue. Mm. So, you know, I I mean, I just, I just really knew that her death, I knew intuitively that her death was here for me to reinvent myself. 
and that I had to become a better person. And, you know, there is a saying among people who lose children, this will either make you better or bitter. Mm-hmm. You know, and that better or bitter thing really resonated for me because I did not want to become that bitter woman. I right. just wanted to be a better person because I needed help. I knew it. Yes, yes. Oh, wow. So you you found a way to deal with or manage your grief, so to speak, yeah. mm-hmm. and parlay that into helping yourself as a person, dealing with other trauma, like the breakup, mm-hmm. you know, and divorce, mm-hmm. and then the breakup, mm-hmm. and then having to mm-hmm. find yourself. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I imagine it was a loss not having your coaching business, because we, yeah. we, we tie your work to identity, yeah? Well, so you're yeah. You're dealing with a lot of loss. I'm just that's thinking. right. Yeah, so, that's right. The yeah. whole bottom fell out. But yeah. what was interesting was it was unsustainable to begin with. The relationship yes. was never going to last. The business was never going to keep on. We literally closed the business, my business partner and I, because we couldn't keep it up. We just couldn't yes. keep, keep up with the demand. And we didn't know how to build it. And we didn't even want to build it. Here I was building a big business around something I didn't care about or, or even feel any passion for. Mm -hmm. It was just something that the marketplace needed at the time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm really glad that I did that because I, I'll tell you, I tried to restart that business a few times in the following two years because I didn't work for two years. And each time I knew it wasn't what I was supposed to be doing, but I was just trying to like make some money. Basically, I was living on savings very, very frugally. I was living for free in a friend's guest room, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it couldn't have been sketchier, really. But I, there, I, I mean, I wasn't doing anything illegal, but it was everything was super mm-hmm. shaky. I mean, it was just so up in the air what the next day would bring, you know? Yeah. And so I tried to start the business twice. And the first time it fell flat, I, I did sell a bit. But then somebody hacked into the website that I had built for this new offering and wow. they hacked into it five times over the following week. And everybody who had bought my program refunded everybody. And, and, you know, honestly, that was a sign, but I still couldn't see it. So I tried to offer my work in a different way and I got a couple of clients and they all refunded because they felt that I was just not there. And I wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I mean, so I tried to do my old business and I don't even know why I went through that exercise. I think I was just denying reality. Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, okay, so where self-care fit into this? Well, self-care became the thing that actually gave me my foundation. And self-care became, you know, going to the gym at a quiet time when there weren't a lot of people there, going for hikes or walks by myself in nature. I was living in um, Northern California in the wine country, and it was a great place to go find little groves of trees and beaches. And, you know, you could really, you could really find beautiful spots, right? So I was doing that and I was meditating and I was writing. I am a writer. I've been a writer for 40 years and it was comforting to me to write through the experiences and the lessons I was learning about. And then my mother died six months after Teal. 
And that was incredible because my mother had had advanced dementia. She was in a nursing home. She was really had a diminished quality of life. So her death was actually a blessing. She was 94 years old. She left me a small inheritance, which came at the exact moment when I really needed some money. Mm -hmm. And I really felt my mother was taking care of me in some fundamental way. Yeah. And I ended up doing some travel to places I, I just really wanted to be in for a while and living very modestly in those places and um, kind of finding my way just back to the work that I still do now, which came to me two years after her death, which was a totally different kind of writing, which uh, I do for an investor. Yeah. And it provides my livelihood to this day. And the self-care work came out of me just writing and writing and writing through all these experiences and things I was learning about self-care. A book came out of it, which I really couldn't have anticipated until an agent called me after reading my blog and said, you could do a book on this. And then mm -hmm. I got a book deal and I started a podcast that's become a success. And I also started a Facebook group, which was really interesting because it was pretty quiet for a couple of years. And then all of a sudden, at the beginning of the pandemic, it went from 10,000 to 55,000 members mm. in about six weeks. It just exploded. Yeah and, yeah. and that was all these women who needed to talk to each other. So I feel in this way, I have continued Teal's healing work because what we talk about is not the self-care of, you know, the quarterly massage or getting away on vacation, though those are good things. We talk about the self-care of setting boundaries, of not letting people walk over you, uh -huh. of understanding what you need and actually being able to articulate it, of asking for help instead of having to do everything yourself, of yes. walking away from the stuff, you know, nobody else will do because you figure you're the only one who will. You know, there's, you know, they're like every woman listening to this has probably had this experience, right? Yep, yep, and, yep. and I'm not saying we shouldn't participate in the community or step up in the family or whatever, but I'm saying we do way more than we need to. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There have been a lot of studies about this. And even today in the 21st century, men have only added one half hour on average to the amount of assistance they give in the home while women yeah. are doing four to five hours of work to a day. Yeah. Yeah. It's I like, they know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can. Hello, solar moms. Do you want an easy and proven way to experience better mood and less anxiety? Even if you think you're too busy with work and family responsibilities. You owe it to yourself to take care of your mental health. Join my easy five-day gratitude journaling challenge. Studies show that writing down what you're grateful for increase positivity, improve your mood, and help you sleep better. Sleep better? Better sleep? Oh my goodness. But that's only the beginning. Give yourself the gift of better mental health. Learn how you can incorporate gratitude journaling into your life without added stress or overwhelm. Click the link below to sign up for this challenge now and get a free 100-page gratitude journal printable just for signing up. Join the challenge today. 
because your mental health is too important to ignore. I believe that and I, you know, but I wanted to just touch on one brief, briefly and say that a lot of times we are so gung-ho on what we want to do, not yes. realizing we're really missing out on our purpose. And God mm. has a way of just allowing things to fall apart. Mm. For us Amen. to focus on <laughs> what, you know, focus on shining our light. Yeah, right? that's right. And that's I can right. see, yeah, I can see by what you're doing that through all that you had to go through, you're now shining that light of helping us incorporate self-care, not just a thing we add, but as our life, right? Yes. Yeah, such a good distinction. Live. That's a perfect distinction. And yeah. it is, it is about divine purpose because when you are in flow with what you were designed to do in this life, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you are living the ultimate self-care. Yeah. That's what I believe. And yes. self-care, the reason I get I excited like about self-care is because it's so strong. It's yes. such a strengthening practice. It's yes. makes you so, it makes you so a uh, whole, you aren't just yes. feeling happy and relieved that you, you know, you got to take a walk instead of, you know, doing something you didn't want to do. You feel whole in a, yes. in a deep in your bones kind of way. That's yes. what we're talking about. And it took me at least two years to get back to that. Cause of course mm -hmm. I was grieving this shocking death. Yes. But it wasn't just that. It was that I had to allow myself and really surrender to the belief that I deserved self-care. Because yes. so often we don't take it because we don't know we deserve it. Yeah. And we sure do. We absolutely do. Yes. And I'd like to take, I always like to take that one step further because, you know, as someone who tried to minister to solar moms, we like mm -hmm. to say, well, we're taking care of our children. We don't have time to take care of us. But right. basically, fundamentally, self-care, you taking care of yourself is taking care of your children, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And as a solo mom, it can be done. I mean, one of the things I really advocate for is joining other solo moms and helping each other. Yeah. One of the one of the key things I talk about in my book, at least, is, you know, creating little informal co-ops where three or four of you share the babysitting or the, you know, and you get your kids mm -hmm. together and they get to play and presumably they get along well enough that it, that's pretty easy. And, yes. and, you know, you, you then get the time to go to the gym, to meditate, to, you know, see a therapist, whatever it is you need to mm -hmm. do to really, you know, help yourself or heck, yeah. go have, you know, a glass of wine with your good pals. Yeah. These are these are things which are so difficult to find time for when you are raising small children. Mm -hmm. However, the other superpower we have is we know how to get our kids mm -hmm. to help us. Yeah. And I mean, single or married, I did this all throughout my marriage and raising my daughter, Teal, and my son, Luke, with their dad. We had a standing date every Monday night to do yoga with a group of people in our little town at the local church. And our kids came along and we taught them how to make dinner for themselves. And they liked it. They went in the mm -hmm. church kitchen and they made their little dinner and sat and helped each other with the homework. And, you know, yeah. and they were, I don't know, I think they were uh, five and nine at the time or 
four and eight, you know, they, they weren't that mm -hmm. old, but right. one was old enough to light the stove and be responsible, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and, and what we were doing was fostering some independence and that has been a useful, that has been a really useful thing. And yeah. I saw it in my daughter who went all over the world with her little backpack and her guitar. She was a, a singer. She sang the blues on the street in mm -hmm. cities all over the world. And, and even though she died at 22, she had had an amazing life, yeah, a very yeah. independent life from the age of 16. When she was 17, she went to Ghana for three months and taught English. Mm. And and that was kind of just the beginning of her world travels. And, yeah. you know, I, I really think that it all begins with getting kids to help you in the home yes. and not yeah. feeling like you have to constantly do everything they could do mm -hmm. for themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. All right. So you're a podcaster, an author mm -hmm. and a coach. Tell us about your work. Tell us. Well, I'm not, I'm not really a coach anymore. The coaching end. Okay. I am. I mean, perhaps I'm a coach through my writing and my podcasting, but okay. I, I am the author of a book called the extremely busy woman's guide to self-care, which is a cool book because it's filled with all sorts of little questionnaires and journaling prompts and things that really engage you in how to reclaim your life. Mm -hmm. So you have enough support and you have enough time to add the self-care that will help you reground in the reality of who you are and what you need. And of course, we talk about this on my own show, which is called Self-Care for Extremely Busy Women. And in that podcast, I have all kinds of experts come on and talk about what it takes to explore all kinds of self-care, everything from tea. I had a wonderful woman come talk about uh, all sorts of teas and how you can make beautiful tea for your sort of time for yourself. And okay. I've had, you know, neuro experts talking about the nervous system and how to calm ourselves. And I've had yogis talk about doing yoga and, you know, all kinds of people getting on to 200, ep almost 200 episodes and uh, a quarter mm -hmm. of a million people have uh, downloaded the show. And it is touching women in more than 30 countries. And it is a self-care movement, which yeah. is about not buying into the idea that you are too busy for yourself. Yeah. That should never, ever be the case. Yes. Yes. Thank you. All right. So we, I'll put those links to the, you know, to those in the show notes so people oh, can great. have access to it. So yeah, thank you for that. So what is Suzanne grateful for today? Oh, what a great question. Well, I am grateful that I am learning how to be present. And as I'm sitting here talking to you, I'm looking out my window here in Oakland, California, at the most stunning jasmine vine that's about to burst into bloom because we're wow. just in the early stages of spring. It's an early yeah. spring here. And it is going to be so stunning. And it's just starting to bloom and it smells so good. And it's my favorite flower, so I'm particularly grateful for that today. Mm, that's beautiful. I love jasmine. So, wow, yeah. I can't imagine looking at that. Yeah. Oh, I'll send oh, you a wow. picture. <laughs> yeah, yes, you should. <laughs> I'll put it on my blog. <laughs> yeah, you know, I actually, I actually, every year I take my picture with the jasmine because I planted that jasmine. That, for me, oh. was self-care. It was like, wow, yeah, I got to get yeah. this plant because it just smells so great and I love yeah. it and it makes me so happy. Amazing. Awesome. 
All right. I really appreciate you um, coming and talking to me today. And I, I enjoy this kind of conversation because oh, self-care is one of my jams. So. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, me too. I love it. I love it. You know, so what? Give me one piece of advice for, you know, give a solar mom one piece of advice as it pertains to self-care. Well, I would say begin with the question, what do I need right now? It's the question we never ask ourselves. And if you can't figure it out, get yourself a piece of paper, not even a screen, just a piece of paper and a pencil and ask yourself and start writing and let your pen just move across the page uninhibited. Mm -hmm. Write, write, write. Just let it all go. And at the end of all that, you're going to have a good sense of what you need. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you. Quick and spicy. <laughs> That's what you asked for. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, anything else? Just, I want to send a big hug to everybody who's listening to this because it's so easy to forget about self-care and to forget about ourselves and to feel we're being terribly selfish. But there is no guilt when you are, as you so wisely pointed out, taking better care of yourself so you can really be there for your family. And, yes. and that's what this is all about. And it seems impossible, but it's God's challenge to us yeah. to rise up and be strong enough to do even this. Yes. Yes. Thank you very much, Suzanne Falter, for, Falter, sorry, for coming and talking to me today. My pleasure. Thank you. I often say you're not alone and you don't have to parent in silence. I say that because I've experienced loneliness, especially after my husband walked out on me and our two and four year old sons. So I know what it feels like to think you're the only one parenting solo, but you're not alone. I'm here for you. Click the link below and book a one-on-one -on -one chat with me today. Let's talk. Let's connect. You're not alone. I'm excited to share that Solomon's Talk is now on YouTube. Check out these interviews on our new channel, Solomon's Talk TV. There you will actually see the interaction between myself and my guests. You will also find bite-sized clips of daily inspiration to help you manage the struggles of everyday life. So click Solomon's Talk TV below to watch now. Hello, Solomons. As a Solomon of three adult sons, I understand the challenges you face on a daily basis. As a mentor, my mission is to help you shift your mindset and empower you to take control of your life, to see yourself as God sees you. I know that unresolved trauma can be a heavy burden to carry and parenting alone can be a lonely journey, but it doesn't have to be that way. I want you to know that you are not alone. You have the strength and resilience to overcome your challenges and create the life you desire. I want to help you to make the effort to tackle unresolved trauma and change your perspective so you can live the life you deserve. I offer complimentary consultation where we can discuss how to move forward, create a plan to help you heal and empower you you can schedule a consultation by emailing me at jen at jrosemarie.com or by calling plus one 917-994-1329 or schedule a consultation with the link below. I am here for you and I want to help you take the first step. 
towards healing and empowerment. Don't let unresolved trauma hold you back any longer. Don't parent in silence. So take action today and let's work together to empower you to live the life you desire.